Yes, hello, welcome along to the next edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast. Uh, we've been rolling out every two weeks now at this stage. Uh, just to give a bit of breathing space, I suppose, to myself and to the lads. And uh, obviously, things are probably not hectic as such on, the, on, the, on I suppose, the, the playing fields at the moment. Uh, it's kind of... Yeah, we've had a few games consecutively drawn with Donna and then there's been two-week gaps. So we just said rather than kind of, uh, I think, just doing one for the sake of it, we'll just do it and try to keep it fresh. And uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. But we have had a good bit to talk about over the duration of uh, last weekend, be it uh, minors and obviously looking ahead to this weekend, Carlo versus Down is very much on the agenda. So uh, I'm joined by my uh, two comrades again, Mr. John Nolan and Stephen Bambrick. Uh, the first thing we have to do is compliment Stevie, on finally getting a broadband upgrade. Uh, how's that going for you, Stevie? Well, not on a half an hour. It's a... <laughs> Even that's normally the length of time it takes you. That's normally the length of time it takes you to respond to one question. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have the local elections in the north there at the weekend, and when I won't be like that, I'll be answering politically correct. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's all changed here. So uh, Joe has a new studio. I have a new studio. Stevie's <laughs> new broadband. Uh, yeah. Madness, madness. Okay, let's delve into this stuff. So, first thing we're going to do is have a little look back at the Carlo vs. Antrim game, the John McDonough, which obviously was the weekend before last. And Joe, uh, I watched this uh, in your company um, over a nice cup of tea, I might add. Thanks for the hospitality. Yep. Lovely <laughs> box of biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More too shabby, I suppose. Yeah. You wear all of mommy, that's the only thing. But, uh... <laughs> I have all the signs of <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, the the game itself, uh, I think we were we were pleased with the uh, the honesty of effort. Um, we were in the game. We played well in 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 I suppose patches. It was a strange one in the first twenty minutes or so, maybe even the first half. You could say in terms of the overall intensity, it kind of I don't know. Was it a bit dead or something, Joe? Did you think? Yeah, I, but I I think some of that came down to maybe the style that we were playing too. Um, I think if you looked at some of the Antrim games um, throughout the year in the league and that, you know, they're kind of all action, putting up big scores, high tempo. And I think I'd say the management kind of deliberately wanted to take the sting out of that kind of Antrim running game and that momentum. And um, I suppose the wind was a factor there as well. So, you know, sometimes, you know, that, that, that creeps into lads' heads. I think our probably our style probably didn't give didn't give Antrim a moment didn't give them momentum in the game I think we we, we, we we kind of dropped back we crowded around the middle we even dropped back further you know very quite quite deep and kind of we you know played with a, uh, you know I, I suppose a, a smaller than normal forward line but in fairness a very effective one um, with you know with Chris and, and, and Mouse playing further up, up field and we we're trying to look and hit them um, but I think our style probably took some of the some of the intensity out of it I suppose like let's call a spade a spade the lads were going up there to get a result and, you know, they didn't, uh, I suppose maybe they felt if it was come, going to come to a shootout, that that's not the, that's not what they wanted to bring. And I think, I suppose they, they wanted to dig in and be in the game. You know, I think they realised maybe last week, or sorry, the previous week against Kerry, that the game was, you know, gone beyond them and that they were a little bit maybe, you know, loose and allowed Kerry to play through them. So I, I think that probably, that's probably why it wasn't, you know, at that kind of high tempo that we maybe were used to seeing. Um, because I suppose if it was at the higher tempo, there might have been the risk of the game maybe getting away from us, you know. Mm. I think, Stevie, the fact that we got a reaction to what was an abysmal performance against Kerry was, was a positive in itself. Yeah, the result. We would have liked, I suppose, to have got the result. Uh, it was always going to be hard to get up there. But when you get a performance like that and you see a reaction in your players, I think that's, that is quite pleasing. 
Yeah, well, you'd expect nothing less out of the boys, and I know, you know, I can have a game with the Kerry game, and you know, literally, you know, carry out that bit more up for whoever you can say what you want. Uh, but like that game was gone, like the score difference, like the fifteen points, right? It just was, you know, that was the worst aspect of it. Um, I, I was listening on the radio. I was from back from a, was a match. I got the time wrong actually. I thought the match was that it was a half an hour. I was going to miss the start of it anyway. But I, I like it was listening to Brendan and Terry, like, and, and you know, it was just. You knew when these lads are in it against Antrim, it can go either way. And they're, they're like you're looking at Antrim; they're playing Division One, and uh, you know they're they're always the team that you'll know where your season is going when you're playing against them. And like the book is at six or seven to one on, same as that Tipperary and and uh, what they call him yesterday, Limerick, but. You know, the, the boys just and, and the call on the radio, and I think any the lads were looking at they were at the match, was talking there, not told a couple of boys said like the calls, a couple of crucial calls when they get Paul Cody and Jack McCullough, you know, in particular, and, and everyone was saying the same like that they were they were they were freeze that went, there were no way they should have went against them, and they were the difference in the wind up, and you know, just a pity you're you now look the game next Saturday are playing down. We can still get back in it. They're depending on other results possibly going a certain way, and the lads will focus on that. But like Antrim, Corrigan Park, you know, there's going to be a once a game of two halves, but there's always an advantage playing uh, away from the clubhouse or the dressing room in there generally. And uh, you know, the boys go back on the horse, we'll call it, and, and put in a performance. Just perform the, the performance are no good to, the, to these boys are playing county level hurling for the last. 5, 10, 12 years, they wanted to win that game and they left everything they could and just a little bit of, little bit of luck on the day and they got hard line and, and they would have changed the whole the whole outlook of the, the rest of the the two games against Down and Offaly now and like you know if they beat them if they stay in it, they stay in it if they don't, they don't all they can do is worry about the two games to have ahead of them and, and like, hopefully if the performance against Down is as good as it was last week against Antrim, you know Down will have to come and like Down are in the same boat as well Dave, I think they've lost two games this is going to be, I know you're talking about answering game, but I'd say this match Saturday is going to be, from a neutral point of view, if you can be neutral at it, I don't think it will be. It'll be either, you'll be on one side of the fence or the other, that, uh, you know, it's it's good luck to whoever loses Saturday. They'll have a last, they'll have a dead rubber in the last game, and you don't want that. You know, leave the outcome in the last game, that there's something hinging on it anyway. So, but look, mm-hmm. as I said, Antrim games, they tell you where you're at. We can all, we were very good against me, very bad against Kerry, and in between against Antrim, very good, but, you know, just the standard Antrim are at. They got they got the three points. To, I think they got the last six points to the yep. five or six points. I think got the last, and the, you know that's uh, the difference with you know the the, the Limericks yesterday as well. Garog Hegarty the last 10-15 minutes got on the world of ball, and you know these are the times in games when that be turned from a one or two point deficit to the opposite end, and and that's where you know the. The, the way of experience from playing Division One, whether it's at, at the you know you're getting hockey in and Antrim haven't got you know they've developed well this year in it, and uh, you know they'll be hoping to get back into the Lee McCarthy next year, and you know the the the, the, the boys will be trying to put put down to the over that next Saturday. So I don't think it's entirely in our hands though, lads. Even if there is no. two results got, uh, so down obviously being Saturday and that was going to park at two o'clock, and then we've awfully offered that. And I think even if we win those two, and I have to look at the table again. We're depending on favours elsewhere. Uh, we don't know which one of you have this worked out or if you have it all worked out properly because they do provide headaches, of course. But 
to the best of our knowledge, where whereabouts does this leave us if we do get a result in our last two games? Yeah, I think you're right, Kevin. I I, I think um, I think we need a is it an offing carrier out this weekend? Is that right? I think the other fixtures. Um, yeah, well, we, we are depend- while, while you're jogging your brain. I'm just looking at here, just looking at Kevin. The way, the way I figured out last week was Carly to beat Down and Offaly, and he'd Offaly and Antrim to beat Kerry, and we go through in the head to head with Offaly. Oh, and Down are probably in the same boat. They need a favour somewhere as well. No, I don't know if that's 100. percent But if we need a head to head, we don't need want to be in a head to head with someone we've beaten. So we don't want to be in the head to head with Kerry. Mm-hmm. And the score difference probably the, the Kerry result will Yeah, so just to give the, that away from us. The, the recap, like, yeah, two o'clock Saturday, Carl was down at West Cullen Park. One o'clock Saturday, Kerry at home to Offaly. And then uh, there's a game Sunday as well. You have me and Antrim. Yeah, and then. Uh, you imagine that, first... that, that'll put Antrim, like, Antrim should be home and holds into the final anyway. It's, 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 like, as in Antrim yeah. should be. I should be so, taking yeah. Mead, Mead at their ease, you'd be thinking there. Yeah, because the following week there, Antrim are home to Kerry, and then you have Down at home to Mead, and we have to go up to Tullamore like, to try to get a result against Offaly. Yeah, it's... yeah and you're looking, if Antrim, if Antrim are through to the final, then we're not saying they're going to pull the plug against Kerry. It could be a game where they're not in the play for do the rest of few lads' injuries or that. But that's, that's the thing. It, I always found them it, kind of tricky ones because... Yeah. yeah they break your momentum. So... Yeah. If, you, if you rest, lads, or you know, and do you get is it hard getting back on the horse? It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Like, you know, it really is, yeah. Because I remember, um, when Wexford played Carlo in football in 2017, remember, Bandy was all Wexford, and uh, I think there was a maybe a second string Wexford team put out, like, and I'm nearly certain that probably went against Wexford right, thereafter, yeah. especially when it came to the championship game, um, when they were back in full flight. So, yeah, I, th- I think they are always tricky. When, when that happens uh, so one thing you would like to see anyway Joe I think is maybe changes a bit earlier because it, w- it was something we remarked upon uh, how long was gone again before there was a change made against Antrim I think it was late enough in the game wasn't it uh, yeah well I, I think I suppose we we, we we kind of referred to the point there when we were looking at the game and maybe afterwards and even I think Tom Alley referred to it in his um, in his own interview afterwards about kind of you know maybe near the end of the game fading out and I think I don't know. I think I think we only made two substitutions in the game. I think our second one was actually an in injury time, two minutes into injury time, and I, I I don't know. I think I think I suppose it's easy from the outside looking in, especially this year anyway. Um, that you know to make um to make maybe to use our panel. I mean, it's be very rare that you would see an intercounty team, you know, finishing or stay with sixty odd minutes going that they'd still have the same fifteen to start with and. It was very hard, in fairness to the lads, the 15. It wasn't even anything to do with the, how they were hurling. It's just, as we've seen it yesterday with Tipperary, it's just so hard to maintain the physical effort. Never mind, you know, a lad going bad or a lad going good. It's just impossible to maintain that physical effort over 75, 76, you know, 77 minutes. Again, you add in injury time and both halves. And I think, it, it, I don't know, it, it, I suppose, you know, it would be something I, I think maybe that might help us. Um, in terms of keeping it fresh, and I know I know it's kind of that time. It's that one, like you know, uh, you take off a lad, you know, when he's just about to, as I say, empty the tank, or when he, or when he's emptied the tank, if you get me. And I think it's getting that timing right. And I think, again, like I said, uh, from the outside looking in, it might be something that maybe came against us against Antrim that the lads were were kind of out on their feet. 
Um, whereas Ant- Antrim had that bit of freshness in early, maybe before us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, it's nothing to do with how the lads were, were hurling. It's just the physical effort required to hurl at that level level just takes so much out. I mean, we see it in other sports. Like, I mean, you see it in soccer. Just to give an example, like if you look at, if you flick back through the soccer games the weekend, after 67 minutes, 70 minutes of, of games, like two and three subs going in to freshen it up, you know, you, you need that, you need that kind of freshness there. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think it, it, it might have came against them. Maybe, you know, that's only a sound opinion. I just think it might have came against them in terms of just freshening it up and, and, uh, maybe seeing out those last few minutes, but you can't yeah. fall the effort of the lads. I, th- I thought it was just immense. They were, they were immense at, uh, against Antrim. The, you know, they really, they really left everything out there. And we mentioned about the couple of decisions and Chris had a goal chance as well. The goalie pulled off a, an excellent save as well. And, you know, little things like that can turn tight games, but you'll be hoping that they'll push, they'll learn from that and, and push on against down at the weekend. The one thing I, I'm actually going to do over the next few weeks um, is, do you know the way the old school thing of take off a corner forward? That was, it's nearly still a thing with, with certain teams, right? I yeah. nearly go as far to say in hurling, do you know the way in football now in particular, your wing forwards, if you can get 40 or 45 minutes out of both of them, like you're, you're going fairly well because it's just so demanding. And especially with our style of play, we're bringing back wing forwards a good bit and bringing back midfielders and there's a lot of moving through the lines and stuff. And if you look at, I suppose, the energy that a full forward line is now using in comparison to what they used to, I would say the systems are completely different. Um, in terms of what your capacity is like, and I just need to have a look there to see how many wing forwards are making way, how many in around the middle third in general are making way in comparison to what used to, because it's always a corner forward regardless of what the fuck happens. A corner forward used to get the the, the get corner the finger first, like you're, yeah. you're not winning the ball around the middle, and yeah. next thing it's day day to the corner forward, like as if it's his yeah. fucking fault. But yeah. uh, that's the that's the joys of that's the the modern game as the fella said. But I I would agree to an extent. You know we we've remarked upon this a couple of times where. Uh, when we, when you have the boys in near the goal, uh, certain styles suit certain teams and all. Um, I just hope wherever we're at for the next two games gets us results, like because yeah, yeah, I, you just feel there's there's more in them and it is it is frustrating, you know. Um, and it's not us kind of living in a, uh, an unrealistic situation to think that we can be doing better. Like we actually can and should be doing better. But I'm sure like that's not as credit to the boys there. Like they're doing their best to try to get the results out of them as well. You know, ultimately. So yeah, that's I think I think at. I think there's a level of frustration even with the players. You know, trying to pinpoint it themselves and the management. Obviously, you know, they're frustrated with. You know, and that's the that's the hard one to crack. Like when we we spoke to Paul last week, and even to Tom in his comments on the papers and that. You know, either kind of putting trying to get their finger on on that level of consistency. You know, and it's frustrating for them because they all know that there's a huge amount. You know, there's there's huge performances like we saw. In the Antrim game, and they're capable. They are capable of delivering that on any day. I think that's the exciting thing, I suppose, facing Mead and Offaly, um, is that we know that they can deliver a big, you know, a big performance. And like Stevie said, you said, you know, take care of our own side of things first, and hopefully we might get to look at a, the look, the rub of the green, as I say, to uh, you know, and the results go our way then to to see us. You, you have to remark upon, irrespective of the inconsistent form. I always find with this Carroll Harland side and down through the years that on a big day they've proven that they do stand up yep, and they absolutely. always put in an effort even if the result isn't always going their way no. when the chips are down there is a reaction and that's yeah. uh, a big compliment you can pay any side you know uh, that's it well, that's exactly it yeah. 100% so uh, that's that one and that's the John McDonough so we minor and uh, Celtic Challenge stuff over the weekend Joel. I know you're mixed up with the Celtic Challenge side of things and you saw a bit of the Padraline final there as well I think uh, so yep. uh, talk us through that. 
Yeah, like um, the right thing by the way. I'm not great yeah, with pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're <laughs> close, close enough. <laughs> uh, your Irish is as good as mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, saw saw the we were up in Mead as well. Myself was up at the Celtic Challenge squad, and we we unfortunately had no joy at the weekend in that, and we lost out to uh, Stevie was actually mentoring beside me. Um, we lost out to a, a well drilled, well, uh, good, decent, good Mead team there in in that competition. Um, first off in the Celtic Challenge, so that kind of puts brings our involvement in that competition to an end. It's great, great competition. Um, a lot of, um, you know, it gives development to lads maybe who are going to make up the, the step up up to the minor panel next year or maybe just were unfortunate to not make the minor panel this year. Um, so a very honest bunch of lads. Um, we had a tight panel this year. Um, I think we had about 20 lads in total with a hurl for us over the course of the, the couple of games, the three or four games. So, um, but they're great lads, brilliant bunch of lads to work with. So, and you know, unfortunately, the results didn't go away. But look, um, that's that's hurling, that's life. Um, the minor, yeah, the, the, I got. Um, I was even talking to young Billy Nolan there this morning, and he said himself in school here, you know, that he, uh, you know, said about getting, can't couldn't get his head around um, about losing it. You know how they lost the six point lead. You know, um, it was a great performance. I didn't. I came in about five minutes into the. At for the end of the first half there, and um, it was nip, nip and tuck, kind of you know, 10, 9, 10, 11 points sort of thing, all the way along, one for the other. Um, second half, then we we pushed on, Carl pushed on, and went seven points up with about seven minutes to go. Um, Mead were always pressing, um, but Carlo always had their number and were picking them off, you know, picked them off from the start of the, the start of the first or the start of the second half. Um, Few brilliant, a few brilliant scores but, uh, across the board. Um, Shane Kelly got one. Alex Laney, um, and Quirk. There was, you know, some brilliant scores just to pick a couple, and brilliant play as well. And then I suppose Mead went for broke. Then um, they moved their their number three up further up the field, and he probably that that stroke, master stroke, probably uh, proved the win in the game. Um, he, I think he got he got one, if not two, of the goals. Um, or it was involved with him and won a couple of frees as well. He was very hard to handle. An excellent player. And then the winning score then just came in, in injury time. Um, it was, jeez, um, and I said I said to Billy as well, had your, man get, had your man got the ball, I'd say, 99 more times, you probably never hit a sweeter point, curled it off his, off his weaker side, his left-hand side from out near the sideline and popped it over. Um, so, yeah, the lads were disappointed. They had a, they had one more chance uh, to draw it, but just uh, they lost the ball in a, in, into into a tackle and me turned them over. Um, but I, I, I suppose it was, look, it was a disappointing, a disappointing way to be beaten, um, kind of having been so far ahead at, a crucial, at you know, crucial times in the game. But I think it was their seventh championship game of the year. So, you know, uh, you know at the end of the day, while they don't have the, the silverware, um, you know, it's been a wonderful year for those lads and an incredible amount of work after going into them. Um, you know, that's an, that's an incredible amount of games there that they got in terms of championship games. And, you know, I think they have to take that. You know, I think there was 30, I can't remember what was on the panel there. I think there was 32 or three uh, young lads there. And we had another, like I said, nearly 20 lads um, with the Celtic Challenge. So uh, minor level is looking well. You know, you, you come out of Park Talton on, on Saturday and you'd actually be you know, sometimes you question where we are and what's going to what's going to come behind our current senior team. Uh, but looking at that on Saturday, you'd have to be, you know, you'd you'd be happy because even though we didn't win, I think our hurling is going in a good place. You know. 
That's the job. Um, well done, T2 as well, with your, with your coach. And anyone that goes in and gives a dig out, you have to compliment them, lads. They're only doing their best at the end of the day, regardless of what's going on. Any team, yep. any level, under sixes uh, at the club, up to senior, Celtic Challenge, whatever it is, fair play. Um, and uh, as I've come to know myself in the last week or two, you put yourself in the firing line and that's you have to you have to suck that up every now and then, you know, but that's, that's, the, that's the joys of it. You'd rather be there putting yourself in the position than, than uh, on the fence and not trying to do something about it. So that's yeah. the joys of it. Fair play to you two. Um, I'm going to move things off topic to soccer for a minute. So Park Ammons got promoted with uh, Exeter uh, out of League Two, Stevie. That's uh, fantastic for him. I mean, he's been he's been some servant, hasn't he, to, to every team he, he's been uh, involved with, be it uh, hurling, football, soccer, you name it, man. He's uh, He has it all yeah, and a top guy as well. Like, Yeah, like... With Newport, like we've seen, like the, he's he's a FA Cup, like he's he'll go down history as one of the you know he'll be talked about. But you know there's a niche market in all these competitions who scored the most goals in cup competitions. But like his, I, I would have been texting his father um, Pat there now and again. With Newport, their cup runs were savage, like the, playing Leicester, Man City, Spurs, all these. The league then they just fell short a couple of times. Late goals went against him, and I, I, I was nearly. Uh, I gave him a message on 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 uh, Facebook there some nights. Another late goal went, and then I just noticed this year with Exeter, and I said it to Aaron there lately. Exeter were doing the opposite; they were the team was getting the late goals, and that's what they ended up getting promoted. And I think we're looking at Saturday there a draw. A draw would have done them in the wind up against Port Vale. Port Vale needed to win to make sure they got into the playoffs. Uh, like with for a screen to kind of fill us under there the, the last four or five games where they had their, their work done they had their points in the bag would have been great to finish off with a trophy but like you know he's as you say a top guy and you know he's his wife queen is a wheeling there from from tin Island and sure like you know you couldn't have you know if if that young lad to have um is going to be he's going to have a heavy pressure on it's uh wouldn't, wouldn't say pressure would be the right word but like you know he the the lineage if if, if they were going to be in, in horse horse racing terms, like but two cracking families, and you know, brilliant that. And they, I don't know where he's out of contract at the moment. Um, I was see Falls on, on Twitter yesterday, so with contract, we look to be out of bed today. I said that all things for lads were on the <laughs> they're on the beer yesterday, their, their, their season is over. But like, um, you know, you go back to the day above in Tullamore or in Port Leash to beat Offaly in the minor semi final, along was it 15, 16, 17 years ago, mm. and just coincidence there, Leash and Offaly. Or in the minor final this year, like you know, you talk about big days out for counties like Carlow, Leash, Derek McGrath went up there a couple of years ago with, with Leash, and lads were wondering what was going on there now. To have an idea, you know what's going on, but um, interesting with Parik stay with Newport now, or does he go somewhere else? He's done a lot of his coaching Exeter, badges, yeah, or sorry, yeah, but he's on loan still, he's, he's on loan, so look, will he go back? His old contract, uh, and I'd say if he does go into coaching, whatever he does in the next couple of years, when. His playing career has finished. Them goals he got against Spurs, Leicester, Middlesbrough, all these teams, they're going to be a foot in the door that, you know, his name is out there. So I wish him the best luck for next season and hopefully if he can stay with Exeter for in the League One, and if he's not, we'll, we'll be following him. You, you just know us when, when he does change clubs there, there's always, a, if you click onto it, Exeter City or Newport County, uh, there's always 30 or 40 lads from Carlo suddenly are following that club with a Scrimsby Town or Hartlepool mm. and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a nice nice to be looking at the results in the lower divisions 
that Man City or Liverpool win the Premier or whoever, we'll worry about the, the bread and butter stuff as well. Yeah, on certain, on certain unnamed TV subscriptions, you can see Lee Two against live as well, which is great. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I've seen that. We won't speak at all. Um, <laughs> no. I've, never, I've never saw them here, by the way. It's always somewhere else. But uh, yeah, and just hour in my house. <laughs> yeah, and just just staying with soccer as well, lads. Uh, Noah Boys and Fairness got to a Leinster Junior Cup semi final, and they were only barely beaten there by North End. Those Leinster Junior Cups are very hard uh, journeys, like on any team. Uh, I think there was six minutes of additional time or something in the last out. Uh, like this is an extra time, six minutes into additional minutes of extra time, like. And uh, they lost out with a late goal there, but fair play to them. They were they were playing great. The walk by Zakaria that had a bit hard, right? six minutes extra time and yeah, Dean or, Dean Kelly Dean Kelly is some player, lads. He uh, he's a serious serious player, and he scored a great free kick there yesterday too. But uh, yeah, they're uh, they're after giving it fairly a fair a fair go go of it. Like and it's just mad they played a, a game there today. Carlo played loud, and I was just thinking Roderick was playing that day, and isn't it mad? Like just in the space of twelve months or whatever, um, <laughs> the way things can turn. Uh Lads, I think that's almost it. Unless there's something else I'm forgetting. Anything else to add? No, just uh, go on, sorry, Steve. No, go just uh, only I don't think anyone would say it's just happened to be there on Saturday morning, waiting to go with the the boys in the bus, going off to to Mead. And uh, Jesus Christ, those I think those six teams left uh, Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday morning. The various age groups, great, like brilliant between hurling football, um, you know, seniors and all the way through underage. You know what I mean? It was, Give you no, give you no pep in your step when you see it. Like you know, there's a lot yeah. going on, a lot going on in the yeah. county, and uh, you know it's great to see it. It gives you, gives you an old boost, like you know. So that's mm-hmm. all. Just, just, to tie in, just to actually tie into that, those coincidences. Uh, the Carlo calls that had the underage had a five k there on on Friday night there from Doctor Cullen out to Oak Park and back in, and uh, I, I don't know myself now, but. Uh, there was like the groups that were playing matches on Saturday, they walked it or you know, so a lot more playing matches. So it's Gasto, uh the winner was a German and Michael Kelly there from St. Abbans was either second or third and he was pushing the buggy. They done it in nineteen minutes, I think. Oh Jesus. Do you call it to that in the buggy, bet you though? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> The Bobby, well, he does, he does, he does that the whole time. He'd be a cousin, I think he's a cousin of Decky. No, he, yeah, he's he uh, he tough, he's um, Tuffy's brother, Andy. Tuffy, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. But he, he uh, does, he's a good, he's a, he's a good runner in fairness. He's a very good runner, but yeah. is that yeah. kind of like a handicap race there where he has to carry the buggy to make it a bit harder? But that, 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 I, that young lad of his or it was wire a girl, they're after. After winning the 5k in a buggy. Yeah, it'll be yeah. hard to so I see, I, that pace. <laughs> I see uh, what do you call it, speaking of that, and another man who's well-known GA circles is, uh, you know, John Kenny, you know, John from Tullow. Um, yeah. Um, does the, the physio work in that. Um, John, often, if you look at, follow John on Twitter, he's the same, pushing the mm. young lad in the buggy. Jesus, he's doing scandalous times. Like, times you'd be, you know, yeah. to the pin of your collar when you're in peak fitness to try to keep up. And there he is, pushing the buggy and smiling. Sure, maybe, Jesus it's, maybe it's... Um, you can't call this to bring the child with you. You're so that's it. Okay. Get quick. Improvise. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, I I almost forgot. What do you think of New Jersey lads? I I like it. Yeah, I like it. Don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the player fit one is probably the yellow sleeves look a bit look a bit tight. Look like Aussie Rose. You can't really see them. They look probably. I see them. I seen a couple of lads the other day. Now and they look they look better loose fit. I think. Um, the red shorts then is a bit. There's mammies going around worried about the, the colour catcher. It's a. 
we'll, we'll now run into the the bed sheets I don't know I, I yeah. saw something different like, I think the, the hurlers will be the hurlers will probably wear them Saturday will they yeah, well, every jersey yeah. I wear is player for any, and if it is loose fit, it becomes player fit. So, <laughs> next well, I tell you one thing from yeah. our end. I hope the, the numbers in the back of it are as you see anyway, because some there. Yeah. Um, I mean that now, and everyone wearing a white helmet in the full forward lane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I find them down the forwards at, at, at four or five, and if James Dale goes back in, whoever he does, please God, mm. uh, be a nice problem to have if you're calling the wrong level. Um, but uh, as actually TJ Bourne said one time. When Joe Canning had a white helmet, to be 40 lads old enough for white helmets, and then the next week Joe Canning's in a yellow helmet, and there's mammies going mad. What, what's going on here? So, you know, Joe has gone over. I'd say he, he went through every colour of helmet was going, and uh, young lads want to, have, want to wear the white helmet, stepping the likes of Mouse and Chris and all these lads are wearing them too. So, yeah. you know, that's, that their lads are no doorstep, and, and lads want to be like mm. them. Or, uh, but with the numbers in the back of them, hopefully they're, they're a bit better than they were. Mm-hmm. Actually, try these things. Like, I mean, they try the jerseys. Like, sure, look, they had to go the new sponsor with the new, with the new, uh, you know, the Southeastern University thing. So, I suppose change it up and see what happens. Sure, look, they can always mm-hmm. change it again next year. Like, come on, yeah. sure, that's it. Sure, Liam Hayes, Liam Hayes is going to change colours in the hole at that time in all five and every came in. Rebranding, maybe we're rebranding. Yeah, yeah. I will see, we'll see what the scale is. Uh, gentlemen, thanks a million. Just a reminder to everyone you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. And on Instagram, we're on Apple, Spotify, and all those platforms as well. Uh, yeah, we won't announce when we'll be back. It could be next year, it could be the week after. <laughs> we'll see. We'll right. see the way things pan out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't let myself to a cross yet because if you can't commit the time, there's no point in making empty promises. That's what we're all about. But listen, yep. Joe, Stevie, thanks a million. Appreciate it. No bother. Take care. Take care. Thanks.